Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Coppernewer Path podcast brought to you by EliotaCEO.com. Today, guys, I want to talk to you about creating a measure of predictability in your business and how uh, to grow and scale your business over time. Ultimately, that's what it's all about, right, is being able to create predictable growth. And there's a lot of systems out there that that would purport to help you with that. Um, but as you guys know, I like things that are simple. I like things that are easy to understand, easy to apply, uh, and, and that actually have an outcome that's expected. So today I brought on a guest who's the author of the book Pinnacle. And we are going to talk about uh, how to 5x the value of your business in five years with five principles. So welcome guys to the show, Steve Prada. Thank you, Adam. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on. Like I said in the intro, I, I love systems and concepts that are simple to execute, uh, that that have uh, an expected outcome to them. So why don't you, I guess, start off by telling us what is the concept behind Pinnacle and these five principles? So what Pinnacle is, uh, is, is in the genre of what I call management blueprints. So it's a book that helps you run a business better, to grow it, make it more profitable, build a great team. And uh, we, you know this book is standing on the shoulders of giants. Uh, the first book in the genre was uh, The E-Myth uh, by Michael Gerber. That's a great book. And then Great Game of Business, Jack Stack. So most of you have read that. Vern Harnish, uh, Master and Rockefeller Habits and Scaling Up, and Gino Wickman Traction. So these are the books that came before us, but we felt, uh, my co-author Greg Cleary <clears throat> and I felt that we want to bring these systems into the 2020s. And uh, we, we wrote a book which, which is basically uh, updates, uh, brings all the good uh, thoughts, uh, what we thought were the best ideas, and it updates it to the 2020s so that it's fresh and it takes advantage of, of new developments as well. So what, what it does, what a management blueprint does, it, it helps you think of your business as a system, as you said, as a simple system, and it breaks it down to the major elements and explains how to can make your business a great business. And that's, that's what it is. And our five principles are people, uh, purpose, playbooks, perform or performance, and profit. And as long as you pay attention to these five principles uh, and 15 underlying practices that I talk about in the book, then you're going to have a great business. All right. So is there a particular order that you suggest focusing on these principles? Or is this something that you know has to be addressed all at the same time holistically? So it's a great question. So the, the logical first starting point is people because people are the most important asset of any business. 
people are the ones that are going to take care of all the other assets in the business, whether it's intellectual property or, or hard assets, fixed assets, whatever you have. So logically, that's the starting point. However, our philosophy is that we meet every company where they are. So this, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. It is a customized solution. And if you know, some, most companies will, will need to start with people because they have to figure out how to put the right people in the right seats. But other companies already have their culture figured out and they have a great structure and they are coaching their people. And maybe they will start with the purpose, with the vision and the strategy. Or maybe they will start with the playbooks because they have the vision figured out. Or they're going to start with performance because they need to have a good execution rhythm. So, so we will uh, take it, take the system to the company and see what are the low-hanging fruits. We're going to start there. But the logical starting point is people. And uh, you know, Jim Collins talks about in Good to Great that uh, first people, you know, people first and everything else comes second. If you build a great team sure. around you, they're going to take care of the business. They're going to great, build a great business for you. Uh, ultimately, all of those end in the fifth principle of profit, right? I mean, it's those are essentially the people, the purpose, the playbooks, and the performance are all inputs that ultimately result in profit. Am I understanding that right? You got it right. So if you take care of the four first four principles, you have Great people who are fully aligned with your culture and they are performing at a high level and you have a process to coach and mentor them to make sure that you grow your A potentials into A players and you keep uh, promoting your A players. So you're growing the business so that you create new opportunities for your A players so that you can keep them in your business. If you have a great purpose driving the business and you, your vision is clear and how you're going to get there, your strategy is is clear and everyone is aligned around it. And if you have um, um, documented the best and right way of doing your business, your playbooks, and you uh, you ingrain them in the business and you optimize them, and you have uh, the execution cadence, then most likely your business is going to be already highly profitable. However, we also have a couple of tools to take your business to a higher profit level because you might want to actually figure out whether you are at an elite profitability in your industry or not and how far you are away from the elite. So you benchmark your business to the elite in your industry and then you engineer the business so that you will deliver elite level profits. And then the last practice is to sustain. And this is all about building a combination of strategies that is going to allow you to maintain your elite level of profitability going forward. It's it's going to be your strategy stack that is going to prevent your competitors to be able to copy you and to steal your secrets. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's, um, if you don't mind, I, I want to walk through each of these principles a little bit and touch on each one. Uh, and, and maybe some things to focus on in each one. And, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little selfish here and impose myself as the host and say, <laughs> I think, I think the best place to start is with purpose. And, and I guess my opinion behind that is because I feel like, and I, and I agree with you, people can come at the beginning of this, uh, uh, this focus, but if we don't have a purpose to begin with, then we can't lead people 
uh, because they don't know where we're going. So I'm just going to selfishly impose myself on this and say, let's start with purpose. Is that okay? That's fine. And, and, and there's an absolutely valid argument that, you know, why would people join your organization if it doesn't have a great purpose to begin with, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, right. that that is absolutely valid. Uh, but, you know, many companies are, uh, they don't have a great purpose when they begin. They, they, they just... Maybe there's a technician, as Michael Gerber calls it, who starts the company and attracts a couple of good people. And then they will have to figure it out together what the purpose is that really galvanizes this initial group of people. Uh, but, but let's start with purpose. Uh, absolutely. So, um, so the purpose, so for each of these principles, <clears throat> what I was looking for is what are those three fundamental practices that can be expressed with single words that uh, help that principle come uh, alive. And for purpose, the three words, uh, the three ideas are vision, strategy, and alignment. So what okay. you want is you want to have a clear vision because everything happens first in the mind and then we manifest it in, in reality, right? So, so we have to have a clear vision so that everyone sees where we are going long-term um, and then the vision also have different elements. It's got the why. Uh, I see the book behind you, Started By. So we started by as well. Um, so what is that driving force that is outside of the company? It's something, it's a societal benefit that the business is creating. That's the first thing. You never achieve it. It's kind of, it's kind of your mission uh, that uh, may take you 50 or 100 years or you never actually achieve it. Um, and then uh, the, uh, the next one is the next level down is the pinnacle. Uh, so what is the long-term tangible objective that you actually want to achieve? And it can be achieved. It may be a really challenging one, but it's the tip of the mountain. So that's where we're going long-term. And then we have some milestones uh, as we go towards our pinnacle. We call them the medium-term milestones. Um, and that makes up our vision. Uh, and when we have a clear vision, we know where we want to get, then we have to figure out our strategies. How are we going to get there? How are we going to position ourselves? How are, you going to, how are we going to differentiate our business um, so that we can get to the pinnacle um, and we can uh, be profitable as well at the same time? Uh, and then the alignment. So the third one is this idea that it's not enough for the leadership team to come up with a vision and a strategy because if the people in the business, they don't understand it and they don't buy into it, then it's not very valuable. Uh, so yeah. what you want is you want to have a mechanism so that everyone gets to understand it and they can actually actualize it day to day in the business because it's weaved through everything uh, the business does or the policy policies and tactics and plans and even the office layout and even um, how you call your employees and how you call your, your uh, customers um, and what are the mindshare words in the business, they are, it's all woven through that. So, the, so it becomes a living, breathing thing in your business um, and you completely align everyone around uh, the vision and the strategy of the business. Okay. So if we move on then to people next, I mean, I, I feel like this one should be pretty straightforward, right? And it probably starts with making sure that you're hiring the right people to begin with and knowing what that looks like, right? I mean, we can't hire the right people if we don't know 
we don't have some idea in our head already of what the right person looks like. Exactly. And, and there's two ways uh, to look at this and to find the right people. Uh, so you want people who are a great culture fit for you. So they embrace the core values of your organization. And you also want to figure out what, you know, what are the major functions in your organizations that need to be uh, uh, filled with people and what are your expectations, uh, what are the outcomes that you expect from, from those functions. And if you define these two, if you know your core values, uh, the behaviors that uh, your people need to exhibit and you know exactly what are the outcomes that um, the, the business has to deliver in order for, uh, for those people to be productive in the business, then you can define, okay, these are my A players and A potentials. So if they are hitting it out of the park on both measures, they are nine or a 10 or a 10 scale with culture fit and nine or 10 productivity, then they're going to be your A players and people who are just a notch below, they are your A potentials. Uh, and then the question becomes, how do I focus on coaching our A players, A potentials to become A players rather than spending and burning time on the B players and the C players who are never going to make it uh, because this is what most most CEOs do. They, they try to fix the, the B and C players as opposed to giving all their attention to the A potentials who are the future of the company. So that's, that's what people is. Uh, how do you help these people be successful and how do you grow the business so that your A players are continually challenged and don't leave somewhere else? That productivity piece is actually a bit more challenging than I think most people want to give it credit for. Uh, and this is something that we've been working through in in my business and my marketing agency lately is really drilling into um, time tracking and making sure that we are aware of where we're spending our time and how that impacts our our bottom dollar and our, our production, our cost of goods sold, essentially. And um, that's challenging because that, that in and of itself is something you have to extend some human capital in order to get people on board with, with tracking their time and how, and showing how they're using it, um, in order to really understand what productivity looks like. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, so productivity is, is dependent on the function. It's not a general uh, thing. It is pertains to the function. So maybe a salesperson may be super productive as a salesperson. They are, you know, beating their quotas every every month. But if you promote them to sales manager, not every salesperson is going to make great sales manager. So they may be an A player in sales, but in sales management, they may, may just be a, a B player. So it, it depends on the function and. The trick is that you really be, have to be clear on what your expectations are from what are the outcomes that you want to see from that function happen. And then you have to be able to measure it and have a good communication about uh, a two-way communication about expectations and on both sides and, uh, and, uh, and how you're going to give feedback and make sure that you have that person be successful. But at some point, if they can't be successful, that maybe they they need to be in a different uh, seat or, uh, in the company. Yeah, I can't agree more. Well, let's uh, let's take a break here real fast, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the last two principles of performance and playbooks, and how that completes the circle here into the five principles. 
Hey, Adam here, just taking a quick break. Do you want to turn your website visitors into loyal fans? I want to let you know real quick about a free guide I wrote that will teach you how to use email marketing to educate and nurture your subscribers. Did you know that email marketing gives an average return of $44 for every $1 spent? If you've tried email marketing in the past and have been unsuccessful, this guide will give you everything you need to get it right and start seeing results from your efforts. Just go to leo2ceo.com forward slash email dash guide and you can download the guide instantly. Again, that's leo2ceo.com forward slash email dash guide. Back to the show. Okay, I'm back here with Steve and we've been talking about the five principles to 5X your business in five years. And we left off with performance. And so let's talk about performance now. What, what is, uh, what, what exactly is that? How do you define performance in the context of this system? Uh, so we have this strategic planning pyramid. So the pinnacle, if you imagine the pinnacle, uh, there's this graphic in the book where it shows the Y is kind of the moon over the hill. So you're never actually going to reach it. And then you've got the pinnacle of the mountain. And then you've got the medium term milestones, which is kind of the medium term. Uh, plans and then you go down uh, lower down on the mountain you got the annual growth plan so in order to get your medium term plan you you have an annual growth plan um, which is your strategic planning you figure out okay what are we going to do this year in order to grow our revenues grow our profit to accomplish our milestones uh, moving towards our milestone and then every quarter you break it down further and then you have your quarterly Rocks. Many of the listeners are familiar with rocks or OKRs. Uh, that's kind of uh, been been the general term for for quarterly uh, goals, objectives. Uh, so, uh, what are the quarterly objectives that you're going to set in order to achieve your annual goal every quarter? And then you break it down further. What are your weekly metrics, and what are your daily activities that feed into the weekly metrics? And that's your strategic planning. And this is how you create the, the performance by articulating clearly what your annual goals are, what your quarterly rocks, what your weekly metrics. And then you have a meeting structure that uh, makes sure that you create the peer accountability in your company so that it's not the boss that holds everyone accountable, but it's people are holding each other accountable in these meetings. Uh, you've got the daily standups and the weekly tactical meetings and the monthly financial meetings and the quarterly um, strategic meetings. And each meeting has its own uh, role. And Pat Patrick Lancioni speaks about this in death by meeting, that you need different types of meetings for different types mm -hmm. of communication in the organization. And that's what gives you the framework around the goals and the metrics that will allow you to have a great execution cadence. So the focus here is not just on overall company performance and the goals that you're setting out, but it's also this, does this deal with then specific teams within your company as well as individuals and setting those performance goals for them as well? Absolutely. So the company has its annual growth plan. And then every quarter, the leadership team will pick those handful of um, quarterly objectives called rocks. And then those going to cascade down in the organization. So uh, the whole organization, everyone in the company will know that, okay, these are the major 
uh, rocks for the quarter. This is our quarterly theme. And how do we contribute to that? How do we get that done? So if it's the, let's say, if uh, rolling out Salesforce in the company, then uh, then lower level in the department, the sales department, the operations department, the finance department, they will all figure out, okay, how do we contribute to that? How are we going to do our part to get uh, Salesforce being rolled out? Um, so that's, uh, the, the rocks are basically a way of helping the whole company visualize, okay, what are the priorities? What do we need to get done this quarter? And if you get them done, then we celebrate and uh, we move on to the next ones. All right. So let's move into uh, the final principle here. And this is one I, I kind of harp on as well. And Assuming that I'm looking at this the same way that you intended it when you put this together. But when it comes to playbooks, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm likening that to SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures. Uh, and often what I tell other members of our community or clients of ours is that, you know, if you want to build a business that you can successfully exit from uh, and make money on the sale of that business at some point down the road, you have to have SOPs because quite frankly, I think those carry the bulk of your value of any business because the question is, can I hand this over to someone else and have them replicate exactly what I'm doing to make things successful? That's right. And even if you don't sell the business, I, I completely agree. Um, when you sell the business, it's even more important. But even when you don't sell the business, uh, you, you need to have playbooks because you, if you want to grow this company, it means that you have to keep handing off things. Uh, the leadership team will have to start by becoming leaders from doers. So they have to, uh, every operational thing they have to hand off over time so that they free themselves up to work at the strategic level to grow their respective functions. If I'm if I'm head of sales, uh, my job is how do I grow the sales function? How do I grow this sales engine? How do I uh, groom other people who can do what I can do? Uh, for operations, the same thing. For finance, the same thing. So and and you can only elevate those people below you if you give them blueprints because they're not going to have your uh, level of intuition and your level mm -hmm. of experience. Uh, they need a blueprint in order to execute at your level. The second reason is that uh, in every business, there's one person who represents the best practice in, in that uh, area. And what you want is you want to record the best practice in your business and you want to make it universal in the company so that everyone follows the best practice. It creates consistency. It allows, it creates a baseline from which to improve these uh, these playbooks over time so it gives you uh first of all everyone is running the best practice so that's already a huge step and then second of all now you have a consistent way of performing that function or that the playbook and now you can start measuring and improving over time because you have some somewhere to start from and that's also a huge uh, boost for most companies all right so we've covered all of the five principles now so help me understand then, how do we take those five principles and use them to 5X our business over the course of five years? So the 5Xing of the business, what it takes is two things. First of all, you need to grow your revenues about 20% per annum. If you do that for five years, it's going to two and a half times your revenue. So that's the first element. The second element is, you want to uh, double your pro net profit margin. 
And if you uh, if you have the right people, if you have a clear vision and strategy, if you differentiate your business, if, if you have playbooks, it's going to be very easy for most businesses, unless they are already at the elite level, which is uh, only a small percentage of businesses. If they are already there, maybe they can't do that. But most businesses are not there and they can easily do that. And uh, in my practice, my coaching practice, uh, my clients are growing more than 50% uh, their profits each year. And Greg, my co-authors practice the same thing. Revenues are growing over 20%. It's very, very doable. And if you two and a half times your revenue, you double your net profit margin. That means you five times your net profit. So probably the value of the business is going to be even higher uh, if you do that. Okay. So if anybody wants to check out your book, uh, they can find that on Amazon. Is that right? It's on Amazon in all formats. So we have audiobook and uh, and hardcover, softcover, Kindle, whatever you like. Um, the, the title is Pinnacle, Five Principles That Take Your Business to the Top of the Mountain by Steve Preda and Gregory Cleary. And if you want to uh, read a summary of the book, then you can download it from my website, uh, stevepreda.com, S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-D-A.com. And uh, you can download it. You can also download a Pinnacle Journey Assessment and you can check your company, how you are doing in these principles and where you are on your journey. So it gives you a, a clear picture as well. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and link to all of those resources, of course, as always in the show notes for this episode, which you can find by going to cpp.fm uh, and then just pull up this episode and you'll you'll find those notes and all those links. So, uh, Steve, thank you very much. I love it. I like the uh, simplicity of the system. Um, thanks for coming on and sharing with us. Would you give us a closing thought before we leave? What I'm really passionate about is this idea that, or this fact that um, most of the, the small and medium-sized companies, companies uh, employing 10 to 250 people, they go out of business. Uh, they don't live to their 10th anniversary. So 85% of them go out of business. And uh, it, it means that every year there are 1.7 million such companies in, just in the U.S. alone. Uh, it's about 185,000 companies go out of business. And I strongly believe that with the right level of thinking about the business and the right kind of coaching, these companies, uh, nearly none of these uh, companies, these 185, should go out of business. They could all, or most of them could be saved. And uh, I actually did the math. It would uh, add a one-time bump to the GDP, the US GDP, 20% one-time bump and a 4% increasing growth, annual growth. So we would eclipse China if we uh, fix that issue. Uh, uh, we just gave them gave a blueprint uh, for people and a good accountability partner uh, to entrepreneurs and help them uh, run their businesses better. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks guys for checking in on this episode of the Copper Path podcast. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Steve, thanks for coming on. And I totally um, I appreciate you and uh, and sharing your your advice and uh, this idea with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copreneurs like yourself find the show. Thank you.
Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.